Hello and welcome back to Higher Grounds, where we're always reaching for that broader perspective. I'm your host, Gina Seaboat, life coach and hypnotherapist with New Chapters Holistic, and it is my passion to help you find your higher ground. Welcome. If you missed my introduction episode, again, the intention of Higher Grounds is to inspire listeners to consider that broader perspective, that better feeling place, that place that is within our reach. Regardless of the circumstances, we can learn how to see with that 2020 inner vision that lies within each one of us, because how we see will determine what we see. So welcome to episode two, titled The Track Stops Here. This story is about my tipping point and what inspired me to reach from where I was. I will also discuss about how I was able to assimilate years of trauma and abuse to better my life. In 2010, I had come to a place of feeling trapped inside my body and inside my circumstances. I was 36 years old with two special needs children, two boys, ages three and seven. My three-year-old was just diagnosed with autism and he required me to be at home with him. So I had become unemployed and completely dependent on my then husband. My oldest was extremely challenged in school. He was diagnosed with ADD and also had a severe stuttering problem. I was becoming more aware of the unhappiness within my marriage. I was 330 pounds, I'd always been overweight, but this was the most I had ever weighed. My health was failing, I developed type two diabetes, my knees and ankles hurt all the time. I had heel spurs in both my feet. Financially, it was during the market crash, so everyone seemed to be struggling. And for quite some time, we were barely making ends meet, often having to reach out to food banks, get help with our power bill, and and I looked for free stuff and pinched every penny that I could. For about a year, and almost for about a year, I didn't even have a car to drive. And as bad as it all sounded, it all just didn't happen to me out of nowhere. I wasn't just dropped off into this situation. There were patterns put in place early on, many by others, and I accepted those patterns on some level many subconsciously, and practice them in my own dysfunctional ways. I was not always aware of this on a conscious level. But in 2010, I started learning how to become differently aware of my past in a way that I could make use of. So what brought me here? How did I end up there? Well, my childhood was very confusing from the beginning. I was raised by my biological maternal grandfather and step-grandmother. I had one older sibling that was being raised by my step-grandmother's sister, and until I was eight, I thought him to be my cousin, and I thought my biological mother was my sister. So as you can see, this could be very confusing by itself to a child. And growing up, there always seemed to be some chaos or dysfunction going on in or around my home or family. I experienced abuse on many levels, physical, emotional, mental, and sexual. I was diagnosed with ADD and dyslexia at around age seven. I grew up around a mom and pop restaurant environment and developed an unhealthy relationship with food really early on. My mom, or step-grandmother, but I called her mom, um, she also had a lifelong weight problem and projected her own insecurities on me in an attempt to, to protect me from others, from others hurting me. But I absorbed that in a way that on an unconscious level, I feel like food equaled protection and comfort, and it was always available to me. 
And I believed that if I was fat, or, you know, I believed that if I was fat, that I was unattractive and that no one would be looking at me. So therefore, I wouldn't have to feel any more vulnerable than I had all, already felt. Food was my best friend. School was always such a challenge between my differently working mind and my issues at home. Somehow, that also made me a target at school for bullying and such. There was always so much drama surrounding me within my home and our extended family. And so it just seemed to follow me wherever I went to. I married early in my adulthood at age 18 to my first love. We were married for four years when in 1995, he was robbed and murdered. It was on all the local TV stations and newspapers, so much trauma and drama that I finally just emotionally, mentally broke and was my first breaking point as an adult. And I did the best I could with my level of understanding at the time. I tried to commit suicide and ended up in the hospital for treatment. I woke up in the hospital angry to still be here. I was in a dark place for some time and got myself into some pretty ugly situations that just created more problems for me. But when I started to come back from that really dark place, I started working every hour that I could, always having two jobs. I had a few failed relationships along the way, but all toxic in their own way. The restaurant bringing life had offered me a good worth ethic and a people-pleasing personality. So I used that and I kept myself busy. In 2001, I met my boy's father. He was scarred from his past and so was I but I was eight years older than him and I felt that I could help him on some level and maybe that he could help me too. So in 2003, we become parents. And in 2007, my youngest was born and my life came to a stop. I could no longer keep running, staying busy and pretending I had it all together. I could fake it pretty well, even to myself. I used to believe that once I got married and had kids, that I, would, that I would just feel enough love, that all my broken pieces would just magically heal. But of course, that's not how it played out. Actually, it all made me just more aware of my broken feelings. It had become very obvious to me that the only thing I had control over was my responses and how I felt about anything and everything. All I knew was is that I was tired of feeling confused and miserable. I knew that there were people in this world who seemed to have nothing to be happy about, yet they still seemed to find it, that happiness despite their circumstances. And I wanted to know how this was possible. So I began my search on how to be happy. I Googled it, I YouTubed it, read books, listened to lectures, any teachers, doctors, or self-help spiritual teachers, anyone who thought they had an idea. I was willing to listen because I sure didn't seem, it sure didn't seem to come easy for me. And so I had so much baggage and hurt from my past. It had become such a big part of my identity. I didn't know I could change my past to mean something different besides just how it had all diminished me. I couldn't change what had happened in my life or what brought me to this place but I was starting to learn how I could use it by viewing it from a different perspective, from that higher ground. I started to see those past hurts and abuses and dramas as valuable experiences that has gifted me with a unique insight. 
I allowed my past to shadow my life for so many years. I thought it, my life was, I, th I just thought it was determined. But it only seemed that way because I accepted that it was. It took some time, but I revisited each one of those situations that I believe was keeping me from that happiness and saw them for what they really were. My fuel was for, it was, they were my fuel for what was to come. I learned about mindfulness and how to control my thoughts. I started allowing myself to be happy even when there were bad things still happening around me that were out of my control. I gave myself permission to find something to be happy about, even if it seemed insignificant. I started caring more about how I felt on other levels too, not just emotionally. I wanted to feel better in my body too. So during this time, I had a breaking point with my weight and failing health. You would think that my body hurting and being sick all the time would have been enough to create that breaking point. And it did add to it, but the straw that broke the camel's back was when I had just recently, I was in a situation, I went shopping, and if you've ever been a big girl and going shopping, you know, sometimes finding, you know, the bigger sizes is harder. So I was out shopping and I was looking at jeans and I was lucky enough to find um, some size 28 jeans and there were three pairs of them. So I was extremely happy to find them because they, they were hard to find. And so I bought all three pairs and was happy to have them. Then in less than two weeks, I had split the seams out of all three pairs. <laughs> when the last one ripped, I lost it. I started ranting, throwing clothes around, gathered up the, the three new pairs and took them outside and put them into a metal bin and set them on fire. <laughs> and my husband at the time heard the ruckus and came to find me outside just staring at the fire. And he looked around and calmly said, hey, what's in the bin? And I said, it's my new pants. And so he said, okay. And then he walked back into the house, which was probably the right thing to do. So yeah, I completely come unglued for a minute, but I was done. I was tired of just accepting my physical state too. It was time for change. I had made the decision to care about how I felt, body, mind, and soul. And if something didn't inspire good feelings, in any of those areas, I would just leave it or adjust my thoughts about it or change it. Life started to look so much simpler than I ever thought was possible. And of course, me changing on so many levels started to make me not fit in in the same ways that I did before. Some relationships grew and changed with me and others left my life or took on new roles. And this process came with many growing pains, but I don't regret a single one. I was becoming okay with not fitting in, especially if it was in direct contradiction with my ability to live a happy life because I was determined. So with happiness being my focus, stuffing myself didn't feel good anymore. Taking care of my body did. So it became a priority. And overall, I lost 160 pounds. And once I addressed the cause of the weight, the emotional weight, Losing the physical weight became easy. I had been out of work for several years. I had always worked in the human services. And even though some of the jobs I had over the years were pretty emotionally taxing, I loved helping people have better lives. I decided since I was going to have to be home with my son, I might as well go back to school. 
I needed, needed a career that would allow me flexibility and also having the ability to help others was also very important to me. Since I've been doing my own research, I had become increasingly interested in human behavior. So when I discovered hypnotherapy and, and coaching, I was all over it. I had found a way to make the most of my experiences. I had a lot of crap that had happened, but that crap was mine. It was my crap. And now not only was I able to use my past to make me stronger, now I could use it and help others too. I found a way to make my crappy past an even bigger gift because I found a way to share it. And now the benefits of my experiences continue to ripple out into the world around me to all that I'm lucky enough to cross paths with. I have been doing this work for five years now and that broader view just keeps expanding into new possibilities and also continue to see that as our perspective changes, our trajectory changes. And that's all we really gotta do. We never have to wait for other people or circumstances to change, to find that better feeling place. We decide when it's time to feel better, no one but us. And sometimes maybe we feel like we need to be in that negative space or state for whatever reasons, and that's okay too. But just know that when you're ready, that better feeling place is waiting for you. And when we allow ourselves to dream, to wish and create goals, the details as to how those things will come about are not near as important as, feeling, as the feelings that we're reaching for. When we can discover that feeling first, right where we are, the details will take care of themselves. So thank you so much for joining me today and listening to my share. I hope you found something useful. And as with any teacher or therapist or guide, Take what resonates and leave the rest. And if you enjoyed this cast, I would love to hear from you. If you have a, a, a topic idea, I would love to hear from you. Or maybe you have a higher ground story of your own to share. And I would definitely love to hear from you too. And if you're interested in learning more about my one-on-one -on -one services, please visit newchaptersholistic.com. Sessions can be, can be conducted wherever you are. So tune in next time for episode three titled Mindfulness in the Mist of Chaos. In my next episode, we will discuss what mindfulness is and how to apply it in these chaotic times. We often associate mindfulness with meditation and meditation is great, but not always easy to accomplish with our busy and loud lives. Often it's hard to stay focused in a way that feels better and more controlled. I will share about a way I discovered that accomplishes the same goal with that same inner peace, that control over impulses and responses. So are you ready to fill your mind with so much good stuff that it's hard for any of the bad stuff to, to get in there? Then tune in next time as we meet on higher grounds. Thanks for listening.